Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is to see everyone attend church and hear from God daily through His Word. The Bible reveals God's responses to various situations, and through daily devotions, we can reshape our thought patterns, transform our minds, and become more Christ-like. Join us here every Monday through Friday as different pastors and leaders from Fusion Church provide insightful devotions and teachings based on the day's scripture. For the current SOAP reading plan, visit fusionchurch.cc SOAP and join us as we deepen our understanding and relationship with God. Good morning, good morning, Fusion Church. All right, we finally made it. It is Friday. Some of us are still asleep from eating so much turkey yesterday and whatever other thing that you ate yesterday. But, you know, we had a fantastic time. So I pray that you guys also had a good time with the family and just enjoyed yourself. Today we are in Second uh, Chronicles 5. Uh, let us begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just praise you and thank you for this is the day that you have made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for this hour that you have given us. Father God, I pray that those that are watching and listening, my Lord, that you will just touch their hearts. Thank you for your word. Let it be you and not us, Father. And we ask for this in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. All right, stretch if you need to. All right, Pastor Jason this morning with us. All right, good morning. Second Chronicles 5, and I am reading from the New King James Version. So all the work that Solomon had done for the house of the Lord was finished. And Solomon brought in the things which his father David had dedicated, the silver and the gold and all the furnishings, and he put them in the treasuries of the house of God. Now Solomon assembled the elders of Israel and all the heads of the tribes, the chief fathers of the children of Israel in Jerusalem, that they might bring the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord up from the city of David, which is Zion. Therefore, all the men of Israel assembled with the king at the feast, which was in the seventh month. So all the elders of Israel came and the Levites took up the Ark. When they brought up the Ark, the tabernacle of meeting and all the holy furnishings that were in the tabernacle, the priests and the Levites brought them up. Also, King Solomon and all the congregation of Israel who were assembled with him before the ark were sacrificing sheep and oxen that could be that could not be counted or numbered for multitude. Then the priest brought in the ark of the covenant of the Lord to its place, into the inner sanctuary of the temple, to the most holy place, under the wings of the cherubim. For the cherubim spread their wings over the place of the ark, and the cherubim overshadowed the ark and its poles. The poles extended so that the ends of the poles of the ark could not be seen from the holy place in front of the inner sanctuary, but they could not be seen from outside, and they are there to this day. Nothing was in the ark except the two tablets which Moses had put there in the, at Horeb when the Lord made a covenant with the children of Israel, when they had come out of Egypt. And it came to pass when the priests came out of the most holy place, for all the priests who were present had sanctified themselves without keeping to their divisions. And the Levites, who were the singers, all those of Asaph and Heman and Jeduthun, with their sons and their brethren, stood at the east end of the altar, clothed in white linen, having cymbals, stringed instruments, and harps, and with them 120 priests sounding with trumpets. Indeed, it came to pass when the trumpeters and singers were as one, to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music, and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endures forever. But the house, the house of the Lord, was filled with a cloud. 
so that the priests could not continue ministry because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor Jason. All right. All right. Look, you know, this uh, this particular uh, chapter is just talking about that the, the work at the temple, the work at the house of the Lord in, in verse one, that the work was finished, that the work was finished. And um, and Solomon and Solomon was going to bring all the different uh, pieces that uh, they have been working on and making for the house of the Lord. So that that work was finished. Now the presence of God was just about to come into the house with the Ark of, of the Covenant and all that. And that just took me, you know, into, you know, what is the house? What is the house? And 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 today we are the house. We we are the house because the Holy Spirit dwells in us, you know. And uh, and uh, Jesus Himself said in Matthew twenty one. 13 that my house will be a house of prayer so we ourselves you know you know we are called to to pray we are called to to worship the lord you know and to give ourselves over to him and jesus himself said when you pray so i'm i'm talking this morning basically you know about prayer about prayer because we go into the house of god because they're bringing in all these things into the house and jesus was going into the house and and uh, and I got a, I got a, my prayer show I got on this morning and the, and the prayer show is something that they all they all were back at back in the day and today um but back then you know their house you know when they went into the tents when they went into the house sometimes the only thing they had was the covering on their backs you know so this became their covering this became their tent their tent and it says in in uh in Matthew 6 6 uh uh and it, it says that, you know, that Jesus taught him how to pray. And he says, but when you pray, the Lord says, go into your room or go into your tent and shut the door and pray to your father who in secret, in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. So in other words, it's telling us when we pray, when we seek God, you know, that, you know, we need to go into our secret place. Now, some of us may have a prayer closet, uh, our area that in our homes that we like to pray, you know, and, and God says, you do that in secret because why? Because when you do that in secret, the Lord will repay you and outwardly, you know, so that's a time I pray. Now, back in the day when they will pray, when they were praying, they will have this pressure on, they will have it over their heads and they would just close it just like that. And when they close it like that, it was pretty much they were just shutting out the world. They would just shut out everything out there, and it was them and God. And God desires our complete attention when we pray. When we pray that he, he doesn't want no obstacles. He doesn't want nothing to come in to interfere. He says, but pray and do that secretly. Because why? Because he will reward you openly. He says in, in verse 7, he says, and when you pray, do not pray in vain uh, uh, repetition. Sometimes, you know, some of the old priests, when they would pray, they would just pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. And I don't know about you, but I've seen some people pray and they repeat themselves over and over and over again. And God says, don't pray that way. You know, pray with understanding, pray with understanding, you know. Uh, and it goes right into verse eight. It says, therefore, do not be like them. So do not be those that are praying like that. But it says, but your father knows, your father knows, you know, and the word father here also 
which is the same father that's in uh, that's in verse six, you know, that he says, you know, your father, you know, you know, that, that who is in, in secret place and your father who sees it, it will reward you. We have a father. Come on now. We have a father. And a lot of times, you know, you know, we, we think that we don't, but we say it's right here, but your father will reward you, you know, and he says, and, and when you pray, you know, you know, your father knows. That means the Lord already knows what we need, what we desire. He already knows what's in our heart. But, you know, but he says, but it, it, that he says that your father knows the things that you need even before you ask him. But he still wants us to ask him because when we pray, we are sharing our hearts. When we pray, we are opening up to the Lord. When we pray, you know, we are coming before his presence and, we, and we're putting it out there because we have to have faith. In Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You know, so when we pray, you know, we pray sometimes for things that we don't have, for things that we're not seeing, a safe one that's lost in the world. You know, we may be praying for a home. We may be praying, uh, you know, for a job. You know, so we are praying by faith. In Matthew 7, 7, it says, it says, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened unto you. So in other words, these are action, you know. So we have to put our prayer into action, our words into action. So God is telling us, you know, tell me. He's saying to us today, tell me what you need. Tell me what you desire, you know. And I am here. It says, in, in verse 9, it says, when you pray, Pray it in this manner. Therefore, pray our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You know, Jesus, you know, all, it was giving us this prayer as a model that we can use. Sometimes we use the, the Lord's Prayer, and, and we may use it, you know, almost all the time. Some people do. Some churches do. But it was more like a corporate prayer, you know, because he says there, you know, that he said, in this manner. He also used our father. In other words, that's more than one. That's that's plural. That that, that that's the, the you know a group of people coming together. You know, you, yeah, you can pray in this way, you know, because we belong to a family. And that's what and that's what it's all about. You know, and your father, you know, will hear you. You know, your father will hear you. And he says, he says in verse 10, he says, Your kingdom come, your will be done. Your kingdom come. What is the kingdom of God is everything that, that he already has in heaven. He wants heaven to, uh, heaven to come down to us. And how do we call this? You see, some people say, well, we're not living in heaven today. We're living, <laughs> we're living in the other. And they use a, a different terminology, you know, that we are living in a sinful world and, and all of this stuff, you know. But guess what? Even though that we are living in a, in a sinful world, we can have peace in the Lord. We can have joy in the Lord. We can have gladness in the Lord. You know, we can be blessed in the Lord. So therefore, I pray, Lord, your kingdom come, Lord, your presence into this place. You know, when we when we pray, you know, and we open up our mouths, you know, we're just declaring different things unto the Lord. You know, your kingdom, his kingdom, you know, is reality to us, but it's also a future tense, what God is going to do. It says, Give us this day our daily bread. You know, so it says pretty much daily bread. 
you know, what's the amount of bread needed for that day. So every day we should be grateful. Every day we should go before the Lord and say, Lord, Lord, you know, thank you for this bread for this day. Thank you for what you are giving me. Thank you, Lord God, that you meet our needs. And I don't know about you, but there have been many times that I've been in need. Many times that I have to call before the Lord and say, Lord, only you. Only you can meet this need. Only you can answer this prayer. You know, and 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 what and what is the need? Whatever it is, just present it to the Lord because He will meet the need for that day. Tomorrow doesn't belong to us. We don't need to go crazy about tomorrow, but today the Lord will meet you where you're at. You know, tomorrow will take care of itself. But then he goes into even deeper than that. He says, you know, when you pray, you know. Forgive, in verse 12, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. The Lord is saying to forgive those who have hurt you before you come to me. Before you come to me and ask me for forgiveness, forgive those who have hurt you. You know, and that's what God is saying. So we have to let go of past hurt. We have to let go of a situations that we may not have no control of right now. You know, but we have to forgive and let go. You know, it says in verse 13, there I said, and do not lean, lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us from the evil one. You know, so so we're praying for God's protection. We're praying for God's guidance. We're praying for God's wisdom in our lives. And he said, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. So these are steps, you know, that, that Jesus himself was putting out there for us to follow, you know, that when we go into his presence, when we go into our prayer closet, you know, when we go in there and we shut the door and it's just us and him, because that's who he wants. He wants us individually. You know, he wants our hearts, you know, and he's saying, when you go into your prayer closet, this is how I want you to pray. This is how I want you to, to, to declare. This is how I want you to speak out. Yeah, but again, in verse 12, he says, and forgive. Come on, and forgive. So we, there are things that we need, you know, sometimes to let go, to let go. In John 17, 15, it says, do not, uh, I do not pray that you, that Jesus himself, again, here he's, he's speaking and he's saying, to the Father, he's saying, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. So he's asked, telling God, God, keep them from the evil one. He's calling unto his Father. He says, keep them safe. Keep them, keep them protected, you know. So, so God is, uh, Jesus was always watching out for us, you know, that he himself gave us a way of praying. And not only that, he prayed for the, to the Father on your behalf, on my behalf. That alone is a reason enough for us to be rejoicing this morning that our Lord Jesus prayed to the Father for you and for me. That alone, you know, we should be going like, thank you, Lord. Thank you that you love me that much, that you, you're speaking about me. You know, even from way back then. And he goes back and he goes back here. And in, in again, in verse 14, it says, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. 
But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither would your father forgive your trespasses. So again, the Lord is saying that we have to forgive and we have to move forward. You know, and that's what God is telling us, you know, because guess what? We're getting ready. We're getting ready for the Freedom Conference. Come on now. We are seven days away. Seven, and that's why I'm talking about prayer this morning. We are seven days away. Yeah, and we need all the prayer that we can get, you know, all the prayer that we can get. Because, you know, I believe that there's something supernatural is going to take place this coming weekend. And, and, and we need to make sure that, that we are focusing on the Lord, that we are focusing on his word, that we are focusing on his promises, that we are focusing in what he wants to do. And guess what? Sometimes we're just going to need that time to be alone with the Lord. You need that time to be alone with the Father, you know, and that's what we need to do. And, and God, because God wants that one-in-one -one relationship with you. So, again, I'm just asking you guys to, you know, to please be prayed up this week, you know, and, and please, let's continue to pray and, and, uh, and remember, you know, what's going on overseas in Israel. Remember your brothers and sisters overseas. Remember those that need our prayers. Not only that, also, we are in 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 dark times that even the military, we have military folks that are out there overseas that are in danger. So we need to be praying for them also. So we, we need to make sure that that our prayers are lining up with what God wants us to, to be speaking here on this earth. But he, so he's telling us, you know, when you pray, pray in this manner, you know, and pray to the Father and pray to the Lord, because you know what? He will bless. He will open up doors. He will make a way where there is no way, you know, and he will strengthen us and he will keep us because look what happens, you know, because we're getting ready for this conference. Come on now, you know, and we and a lot of us have been praying. A lot of us have been fasting. A lot of us have been going before the Lord. Guess what? This last week is going to be the kicker. It's going to be the kicker. So we need to be depressed in because look what, it, look what it says in verse 13, back in, uh, in second Chronicles five, it says, Indeed, it came to pass. This is after they brought in all the, in the all the, the things for the for the temple, and all the priests were there, and all the priests were worshiping God, and all the priests were in one accord before the Lord. And he says there in verse 13, indeed it came to pass when the trumpets and the singers were as one. They were as one, you know, unity coming together. You know, there is power. There is power. If, two, if, if one praise is one thing, if two and three get together, forget about it. Forget about it. You know, God is moved by that. And it says, when they were asked one to make one sound, to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voices, come on, lifted up a voice. That means they have something that you got to do. You know, you ain't going to get no breakthrough if you got your mouth closed. If you're not declaring anything, if you're not speaking anything, nothing is going to happen. We need to make sure that we open up our mouths and we praise the living God. And we worship him and we give him the praise, the glory, and the honor. And it says, as they were praising and thanking the Lord, and when they lifted up their voices and with the trumpets and the cymbals and the instruments, with the music and the praise, saying, for he is good, and for his mercy endures forever. For he is good, and his mercy endures forever. 
that the house, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud. And that cloud is the presence of God. That cloud is his presence. That cloud is the anointing. That cloud makes all the difference. That makes all the difference. So that the priest in verse 14 could not continue ministering. They had to stop what they were doing because the Lord's presence was in the house. Come on now. Because the Lord's presence was in the house. For the glory of the Lord filled the house. Fill the house. I'm waiting. I'm praying for the house to be filled with the presence of God. I'm praying that because when his presence is in the house, you don't have to fight anything. People are going to be slain in the spirit. People are going to be touched before we even touch them. People are going to sense his presence because his presence is that cloud. His presence is that cloud. When we come together, and seek the Lord, worship him, things change. Things change, you know, because his presence changes everything. God's presence, that, 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 that glory of the Lord, that glory of the Lord, that cloud changes everything. As we as a church, you know, and as I said earlier, we are seven days away from the Freedom Conference. Let us pull together in our prayer, you know, that we will be able to see the cloud of the Lord upon that conference, that we will be able to see the cloud of the Lord upon the church, but not just right there on this weekend only, but I want that to be a continuous presence of God, because, you know, we cannot get set up for one thing and then leave it out for the rest of the year. God's presence is something that we need to seek all the time, that we need to seek his presence, that we need to come boldly before the throne of grace and come before him, you know, and, and declare the word of the Lord and speak life, you know, and speak healing and speak restoration, you know. And that's why the Lord himself gave us this model of prayer, you know, that when we go to him, we go to him. We have a father who loves us. We have a father who receives us because he starts off, you know, your father will see you in that secret place. Your father, Jesus, Jesus, your father, you know, sees you and will reward you openly. When you come before him in verse, in verse eight, your father knows what you need. Your father knows already, but you know, but he wants us to open up our mouths. He wants us to speak it out. He wants us to, to come to him. He wants us to pray to him. He desires our fellowship. He desires, you know, to give us the desires of our heart, but we need to speak him out. We need to speak him out. And he says, you know, and when you do this, do this in this manner, you know, and he says, you know, in verse nine, our father who are in heaven, we have a father. Come on now. I'm not going to say, I'll keep saying we have a father because I'm, we need to hear that this morning, that our father loves us that our Father cares for us, that our Father wants to meet your needs, that our Father wants you to have breakthrough, that our Father will give you the bread of the day that you need, that our Father will forgive us when we mess up. Come on now, I mess up. I got to go to the Father, you know, and I say, Lord, forgive me, and the Lord forgives me, and I move on, you know. He says, you know, the, he said, you know, the prayer also includes, you know, keep us from temptation. Lord, help us. Not to fall into the traps of the enemy. Help us 
to keep our focus in you because in you there is power in you there is life in you there is glory you know so as we do this and as we and as we come to him you know he will show us the way and again i go right back to that verse says and forgive those you know forgive those so and as we forgive god opens up doors because, you know, if we don't forgive, you know, we, we stay in that, in that trap. We stay in that trap. And, and, it's, and it's easier to forgive and to let go. And God is saying, you know, I, I'm going to bless you, but I want you to do this a certain way. I want you to seek me in this fashion. I want you to pray to me in this fashion. You know, so again, you know, God wants our attention. God wants us to come to him. God wants us to pray to him. God wants us to seek him. You know, and in Second Chronicles 7, 14, you know, and it says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, pray and seek his face, you know, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear them from heaven. I will forgive their sins and heal the land. We need healing in this land, my brothers and sisters. We need healing in the church. We need healing in our homes and our families. We need healing, but we have to seek the Lord and we have to just humble ourselves before him because, you know, he says there, if my people, so already he's, the Lord is saying, you are mine, my people, you are my children. If my children will pray, my children will humble themselves and my children will seek my faith. And that's what we need to do. We got to be constantly seeking him because I, I read earlier, you know, seek and you shall find, knock and it will be opened unto you. You know, so God will, and that was, again, that was Matthew 7, 7. You know, so God is telling us that we need to put action in our faith. We need to put action in our words because it's one thing, it's one thing, hey, God bless you. But if we never pray for the person, if we never lift up the person, come on, I'm just being real. I'm not saying that you're not doing it, but I'm just saying that there's something that we need to make sure that we are doing it, that we are praying for one another. Because when we pray for one another, those prayers are heard. Those prayers are felt. I don't know about you, but I have received all your prayers. I have received all your prayers over my family, over the situations that we've been facing lately. You know, and, and guess what? I have peace and I have the joy of the Lord. Yes, it, it still hurts. It still bothers. But guess what? Guess what? God makes it all better. God makes it all better. Because I know, I know that all things work for good at those who love the Lord. And if I'm going through something, it's because, and it's that something is going to make me stronger. That something is going to make me stronger. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And no weapon formed against us will prosper. So therefore, I declare the word of the Lord. I declare life. I declare healing. I declare restoration. I declare peace. I declare joy. I declare laughter. I declare that in the name of Jesus, I will rejoice. I will praise God. I will worship you. And you know me. Some of you already know me. I praise. I praise God. I go all over the place. You know, just like the other guy over here. What is his name? Oh yeah, that Overby guy. You know how he crazy he is sometimes in the parking lot in the rain. This guy's jumping. This guy's just waving his hands. This guy's doing all this kind of stuff. You know. So he's my motivator. Actually, he's my he's my coach. Because, you know, he he's always doing that. So he motivates me to to worship and praise God. But I, I can't stand still. 
you know, in the presence of God. I got to move around. I got to I gotta raise my hands. I'm going to be shouting. I'm going to be screaming. I'm going to be hollering because guess what? Because I serve a God who is alive. He's not dead. You know what? And he has given me the breath to breathe today. He has given me the breath this morning to get out of bed and do what I need to do. So I have a reason to praise God. I have a reason to rejoice in the Lord. And especially coming off Thanksgiving yesterday, you know, it was Thanksgiving yesterday. We were, and we probably were doing the normal thing of giving thanks for what God has done. But guess what? It doesn't end on Thanksgiving Day. It is something that we need to be grateful 24-7. With every breath that you take, with every breath that you take, God is showing us his mercy. God is showing us his mercy. There are those that didn't get up this morning. There are those that, that, that went to sleep last night and they will never wake up. But God has given us mercy that we are here this morning at 6 a.m., you know, at 6 a.m. to give him the praise, to give him the glory, and to give him the honor because he deserves that and more. So again, my brothers and sisters, I know that this passage was talking about the temple, but for me, the temple is us. We're the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwells in us, you know, and the whole, and 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 we as a temple, we need to get, be ready to praise God, to worship God, to seek the Lord. We need to get ready to lift up our hands, you know, for others to stand in the gap for others. And guess what? And what happens at the end of that, of that chapter, you know, that the cloud of the Lord fill the place. That's what I'm praying over fusion. That's what I'm praying over your lives, that you guys will be over, overtaken by the presence of God and be changed in a, in a manner that you have never been touched or changed before because he is good and his mercy endures forever. So again, my brothers and sisters, I love you. I love you. And I love you. And I'm going to see a whole bunch of you guys come this Friday and Saturday. You know, let's stay prayed up. You know, we've all been going through stuff lately. You know, one week, you know, one week from today, we have the Freedom Conference. Let's stay tuned in the word of the Lord. Let's stay focused. The best is yet to come. I'm expecting great things come this conference. So please pray for one another. Seek God. Stay, stay your course because your blessing is right around the corner. Your blessings is right around the corner. So don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. But press in and you're going to see how God's going to move in your home, in your life, in your children, in your marriage, in the job. Yes, even in the job. Come on now. Even in the job, God will make a way where there is no way. And God will give you favor and God will give you more of his grace, you know. So again, I love you. I got to go. It's that time again. You know, they're going to cut me off any second now because I know my son is ready with, he's ready to hit the, the button. You know what I mean? That's my son. He's got to go. Come on, pops, get done. You know, so I got to make sure that I'm, I'm off before he presses that button. I love you. Keep your focus. Keep your focus. Let us pray. Father God, I just thank you for this day. I thank you, Father God, that we can come together and just speak about you. Speak about prayer. Speak about how we get closer to you, Father God, and, and pray the way that you want us to pray, Father, and to speak those words out of life over our homes because you desire to hear us, Father. 
You desire us to come to you, O Lord God, and open up our mouths, Father God, and just be dependent upon you because you are our Father. You are our Lord. You will meet our needs, Father God, because that's what your word says. You're going to meet all of our needs. So I thank you. I give you the praise. I give you the honor. Bless my brothers and sisters, Father, throughout this weekend, throughout this week, Father, as we draw closer to the Fusion Conference, Lord, for the freedom, Lord God, coming on Friday. I pray for all those who are involved, all those that are going to come through, all those that you're going to touch, all those that you're going to heal, all those that you're going to restore, all those that you're going to deliver, Father God. I'm, I thank you for the marriages that are being saved through this conference, Father God, the, the homes, the children, Lord God. I thank you in advance for healing, and I thank you in advance for touching us. I praise you, Father, and I give you all the glory and the honor, and I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. All right, all right, all right. Have a blessed weekend. I'll see most of you guys in a week, some of you guys over the weekend. God bless, God bless, God bless. Keep your focus, keep your focus. Love you. Bye-bye.